at uh, how, you know, unbelief can creep in in your life. Uh, that uh, the devil, listen, first of all, I want to say this to you. The enemy does not want you to understand God's word. Um, go, to, go to Luke chapter 8 for me. I want to show you something. Verse 11, Jesus talked about the seed and the sower. And I want to show you how he explains this. Because if, you're gonna, if, if we're going to, if we're going to defeat Satan... And if we're going to move forward as a church, these enemies that we have, we have to be ready to defeat these enemies. Amen? And, and one of the things that Satan does is that he, he tries his very best to get us to a point of unbelief. He, he wants us to stay ignorant of God's word. He, he wants us to stay ignorant of God's word. So therefore, go to verse 11, uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is what? The word of God. Those, that, those beside the road are those who, hear, who have heard and then the what? The devil comes and takes away the word from their heart. So what? So that they will not believe and be saved. Are you with me? Here's what we're saying. We're saying that the fact that uh, when you hear the word of God, the enemy doesn't want you to get the word. Okay? He wants, he wants you to be distracted. He wants you to be deterred. He wants you to be discouraged. But he brings on all these different distractions so that you cannot... Amen. Get the word of God. Are you with me? And so what he's trying to do and what he'll try to do all the time is cause you not to believe. And when you hear a word, when you hear a word, amen, what will happen is he'll try to snatch it from you by causing all kinds of distractions and and deterrence in your life but watch the text the text says those this is the seed that fall by the road right it says those besides the road are those who have heard and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their what from their what from their heart now here's the thing how can satan come and take a word from you. Come on, somebody. Why would we even allow him to do something like that? Oftentimes, that's how we get caught. When the word of God is being taught, preached, uh, presented, you must pay attention because, watch this, because Satan's job is to take it from you. Look what, he, look what happens when he takes the word. But notice this. Here's what I'm saying to you. When you hear a word, the word should go into your heart. Where should it go? In your heart. And when it goes into your heart, it comes out in your living. It transforms you. Are you with me? Now watch this. It says that he, the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not what? 
believe and what? Be saved. Now watch this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? By the word of God. Are you with me? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the what? By the word of God. Where does, what happens? Where, how, do you, how do you develop your faith? Through the what? Through the word of God. And what Satan knows, he knows that if you get a word from God, watch this, and you don't really believe it, or your life is on the rocks, Come on, somebody. And you got trials and you got temptations and all this other stuff. Some of you, you've been there before. Where your life was on the rocks. And watch this. You ever notice that it's when your life is on the rocks that Satan shows up the most? Because what does he want to do? He wants to what? Snatch it from you. So that you will not believe and be what? Be saved. He doesn't want you to be saved. Go to the next verse, verse verse 13. Those on rocky soil are those when they heard, received the word with what? With joy. And these have no firm what? Root. So here's the thing. There are two types of hearers. People who hear the word and then when they leave, Satan takes it from them. And then there are people who hear the word, but the word never goes down inside of them and take root. In other words... They don't practice it. See, we got different types of hearers in here tonight. You're like, well, I don't even believe what you're saying. And that's probably because of the type of hearer you are. Are you with me? Watch the text. The text says, and when they hear, they receive it with what? Joy. They're the, they're the, they're, these are the people in church who shout loud, the loudest. Amen. Some of them, not all of them. They, 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 they receive the word with joy. They receive the word with joy. And after they receive the word with joy, it says, these have no firm root in themselves. No, they, they have no firm root. They believe for what? Watch this. What does it say there? They, re, they, they believe for what? For how long? For how long? A while. Now, how long do you think that while is? They believe probably for a month, a week. How about a day? And then the trials of life come upon them, and then they just, guess what happens? They just stop believing. See, you got to hold on to the word, y'all. Listen, this is, this is not for people who just want to be empowered. This is not just a quick fix. The more you commit yourself to God, the more you commit to serving him, the more you commit to living for him, the more you commit to saying, God, I'm going to do what's right. Here's what happens. Satan comes after you. And guess what he does? He snatches the word from you. But, but you got to make sure that when you listen, it's taking root. It's going down inside of your life and it's coming out in your living. Remember what I said what, remember what I said on Sunday? Uh, one of my points that I made Sunday, one of the things that we have to pray for is, Lord, change me. Listen, you know, how change, you know how change begins in your life? When you start responding biblically to your trials. 
But how can I respond biblically to my trials, watch this, if I don't even know the word? See? I don't know where to go in, in this book. It's like, what is this book about? But if you hear the word and you take it in and you put it in your heart and you start living it, oh, man, you're going to change, y'all. Man, listen, I was one of the most unstable persons in the planet Earth. Had all kinds of issues. Anybody had issues? Some of you got some issues right now. <laughs> Amen. Did, didn't, didn't think I could change. How many of you felt like that? You didn't feel like you would ever change. I, I, I said, man, there's no changing for me. This is who I am. But let me tell you something. With the word of God, God changed me. God changed me because of his word, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says they have no firm root, right? For they believe for what? And in time of what? Of what? What happens? You know what that word, temp- you know what that word temptation means? Trials. Listen. In the heat of battle, come on somebody, in the heat of battle, what happens to most of us is that we, under pressure, we cave in. So he says, see, he says, so when, listen, they had joy when they heard the word, but then because the word had no root, when the trials came, when the temptation came, and you know what? You know what I say? It's easy to, to just say I'm done. I quit. You know what? That's the coward's way out. It really is. But here's what you can tell about yourself. If you want to just run from it, and you haven't put up a fight, then my question is, where's the word been in your life? But if the word goes inside of you and take root, you'll do the opposite. When temptation comes, you're not going to run. You're going to stay what? Strong. And a lot of people say, oh, not me. Go to the next verse. Verse 14, the seed which fell among the what? The thorns. Watch this. These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are what? Choked with what? With what? They're choked with what? Worries and riches and the pleasure of what? This life. You know, we talk, we're talking about the enemy of unbelief, Right? This is how the enemy of unbelief begins. That when you hear a word, if, you are, if your soil is not right, if you're living among the thorns, we all got some thorns in our lives. But watch what he says. He says, when the what happens? Can I ask you something? What's choking the word out of your life tonight? What is it? Why is it that after you hear a word when you leave, 
What comes in? Is it the worries of life? Is it the pleasures of life? Look what happens. It says what? It says that it chokes worries and what? Riches. And what? Pleasure of this life. And watch this. And it and brings what? And bring no fruit to what? Maturity. See, watch this. The word, as you sit under it consistently, every week, every week you sit under the word. And when you leave here, you're practicing it. You know what starts happening to you? You start changing, but you start maturing. So watch this. Whereas you would blow up when this happens, you don't do that no more. How many of you have seen you change, like, in that area where your maturity? How many of you have seen you? There you go. There you go. You know what that means? That means you're sitting under the word. That means you're taking the word. But here's the thing. I want to say this to those of you who have just been exposed to this but or have not really understood this. It takes time to grow. How many of you got kids? Right? Now watch this. You don't expect them to get it overnight, right? So you have to be honest with who you are as, and where you are as a believer. Amen. Matthew talks about this story, but he gives it in a different way. But watch what he says. He says, the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. And as they go on their way, they are what? Choked out by the worries and the witches and the what? The pleasures of this life. Watch the text. And bring no fruit to maturity. Verse 15. But the, but the what? The seed in the what? In the what kind of soil? What kind of soil? See, a lot of us here can sit here tonight and say, I'm a good person. Or I'm good. But you got to ask yourself tonight, what kind of soil are you? What kind of soil are you? Are you, are you living on rocky ground right now? Are you living among the thorns? Amen. Because if you don't know this, listen, you can look at the scripture and look at your life and match it up and you'll see some things. Watch the text. The text says, these are the ones who have heard the word and in, watch this, and in, uh, and in an honest and what? Good heart. And what? Hold it fast. Hold what fast? The word. Watch this. And what happens to this person? And bear what? Fruit with what? Perseverance. Do you know what perseverance means? To stay. To endure. We don't give up. Come on, somebody. We, we, we don't give in. We don't allow the devil to destroy us. Are y'all following me? Look, look at this for a minute. Watch this. Watch this for me. Go now to Matthew uh, 13, I believe. Yeah, Matthew 13 and verse 2. And let's look at it again. And let's, I want you to, sh- I want to show you that 
First of all, whenever you look at the Gospels, you'll find that uh, the Gospel writers, it's called the synoptic Gospel. They write the same thing, but from a different point of view. Luke writes more from a physician uh, worldview, whereas Matthew writes from a Jewish perspective, right? So now watch this. And a large crowd gathered to him, and he got into the boat, and he sat down, and and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. Now, let me give you the context here. See, Jesus understood something. Here's what happens. People come into church every week, right? Crowds come into church. And what Jesus was doing, he was trying to show his disciples that not everybody is here for the right reasons. So what Jesus would do is he would speak in parables. And now the seed and the sower was an illustrate. He was illustrating, watch this, about the crowd. That in the crowd, like right now, everybody here tonight, you, you're here for a different reason, everybody. Okay? But you have to decide tonight what type of hero, what type of soul will you become? You see, when I came, I, 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 I came trying to find something. I didn't know what I would encounter, but here's the thing. When I came to Christ, I understood I was tired. I was tired of living the same way. There's no magic to this, y'all. It's about putting in the work. And listen, from the moment that you hear a word, you got to believe this. Hear what I'm saying to you. Satan is out to get it. Luke just told us this, but let's see what Matthew says. Verse 3. And he spoke many things to them in what? Parable. Now, what, a, what, a, what is a parable? A parable is a story that reveals a truth. But, but the thing about parables is that not everybody, see, the reason Jesus spoke in parables, because he understood not everybody there was there for the right reasons. You see, you see what I'm saying? So, so he was eliminating those. So there was some sitting there saying, I don't even know what the world he's saying. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He's like, I don't know what he's talking. What the world is he talking about? You know, and, and then my question is, why would you even talk like that to the crowd? Don't you want to save the crowd? Don't you want everybody in the crowd to be saved? But here's the thing. Some people come for the wrong reasons. Not everybody comes to be saved. Some people come because they're going through and once their trials is fixed, they're done with God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Yeah, Exactly. Not everybody's on the same level, but if you're spiritual, you'll understand the parable. And if you're seeking after God, how many are seeking God? How many are seeking the truth? And if you're seeking the truth, he will open up the parable to you so that you can understand your life. Listen, God created you. Listen, where you are right now, he knows. And it's the word That changes us, y'all. Watch the text. And he spoke many things in parable. He says, Behold, a soul went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds, and as he sowed, some seeds fell what? Besides the road, right? 
And the birds came and ate it up. Others fell on rocky place where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprung up because they did not have no what? Depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they were what? They withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on good soil and yielded a what? A crop. Some what? Hundred. Some sixtyfold. And some what? Thirty. So it goes to show you that we all grow at different levels. And we all produce at different levels. God doesn't expect you to become super spiritual overnight. Are you with me? But here's the thing, y'all. It takes time. And Jesus was reading, was, was explaining in parables. And can you imagine? This was a crowd. He's on the beach. And there's a crowd here coming to see him. Can you imagine, watch this, people, how many people walked away? Because they didn't understand what he was saying. He was using a story to illustrate. Sometimes you got to look at the parables that God is trying to, the things, ooh, watch this, the things that God is trying to teach you through the parables in your life. You may not understand why this is happening. You may not understand why that. You know, you know what trials do for you? It shows you who you are. It shows what's inside of you. Anybody could put up a front. But when you're under pressure, it pulled, the, listen, the heat reveals who you are. Are you with me? The snake can hide. You know, snakes hide when it rains. Paul, when he went to the island of Melita, when they were shipwrecked there, he went to pick up some sticks, right? But, but watch this. The snake camouflaged himself as looking like the stick. He blended in. But it was the heat that brought him out. And then when Paul went to grab the, grab the stick, he really grabbed the coat and he bit him. <laughs> the heat will always bring out the snake, y'all. And, and watch this. And the heat will always show who you are. But, but the word is what trans... Listen, you're not going to change. You're not broken. You're marred by sin. But God can take it from you if you surrender it to him. <laughs> We're not going to change overnight. Anybody that tells me they're fixed overnight, I'm so suspect about them. Seriously, I'm like, man, something wrong. Something wrong. That positive thinking, positive thinking could take you from here to the parking lot. And from the time you get in your car and put on 97.9, the box, <laughs> amen. Everything you just heard in church is gone. Because you're not reinforcing what you've heard with, watch this, with spiritual things. <laughs> you got, you got, you got me? Yeah, you got to water it. 
Now, Jesus goes on now in verse 10, and he explains. Let's see how Matthew explains it. We saw how Luke explained it. Let's see how Matthew explains it. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak in parables? Jesus answered and said to them, to you, watch this now, it has been granted to know the what? The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been. What a privilege. May I, may I say, and I've taught this before. Let me say this to you. Can I say this to you? How many of you can read your Bible? Let me see if you can read it. If you can read it. How many of you can understand at least a little bit of it? Listen, if you can read that Bible and have a little bit of understanding, you're blessed. Why? Because it has been granted to you by God. Let me give you something. You know, when I wasn't saved, I could read only one chapter in the Bible. One, I'm sorry, one, yeah, one book of the Bible. Psalm 27. I couldn't read any other book in the Bible. I just couldn't. It just, it, 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 it never appealed to me. You know what, what I was lacking? I wasn't saved. And then number two, I did not have the Holy Spirit. And number three, it was not granted to me, but to you. It has been granted. So watch this. You have a Bible. Why don't you pick it up? You got to pick it up. Don't just pick it up on Sunday. You got to pick it up every day. Now watch the text. Watch the text. Let's look at how he explained. Look what he says, verse 12. For whoever what has, to him more shall be what? And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be what? Taken away from him. What is Jesus saying now? If you have been saved and given the privilege to understand the word and you just won't read it, <laughs> when you stay in the, what's the first enemy? Ignorance. ignorance. The longer you stay in ignorance, watch this, it's going to be taken from you. Isn't that something? Verse 12. For whosoever what? Has. More shall be what? How many want more? How many want more, y'all? I'm talking about more revelation. More understanding. Deeper appreciation for the word of God. But watch this. If you stay in ignorance, look, look at this. Ignorance comes in many forms. Watch this. Look at this. What is ignorance? Stubborn ignorance is what? Refusing to listen to God. Number two, many today simply refuse to what? They refuse to what? Hear. And so what, what, what Jesus is saying to his disciples now, 
He says, look at the context, y'all. To you, it has been given. Watch this. It has been granted to know the what? The mysteries. You know what that means? That means I can look at that scripture. Let me tell you how, how you read scripture, okay? You read it, and you read it, and you read it, and you read it, and you read it. Watch this. And then all of a sudden, by your fifth or sixth time, you're going to start writing stuff down about what you read. You're going to start putting it in your own words. Like, oh, my gosh. Is this what God is saying to me? Listen, God speaks through his word. The word of God is living. And so God is not, God has already spoken. And he says to you, you said me? (laughs) Little me? Yeah, you. Don't waste it, y'all. You're saved. And God has given you, watch this, a unique ability to understand it now. To you it's been granted. There are a lot of people that don't understand right now. But watch the text. For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he will have what? An abundance. What do you think he's talking about when he says you'll have an abundance? Most people will interpret this passage, knowledge. You know what trumps money? Knowledge. Watch this. I can have all these things, money, house, bank account, right? You know, but if I have no peace, if we can't get along, if we can't even live in the same house together and be at peace, all this stuff means what? Nothing. But if I have knowledge of God's word and watch this, and I know if I read it and apply it and I start changing, that is worth more than money. And what Jesus was saying here, he says, you will have an abundance of what? Revelation to understand the mysteries of my word. Oh, I feel my help tonight. I feel my help tonight. I feel good tonight. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, but whosoever does not have, that's the person that doesn't even take the initiative to just pick it up, but you have been granted the privilege. So what he's saying is the window is very small. Either you get in or you get out. Or you'll just be a Christian that comes to church, praise God, get the word, go home, and keep living recycling the same thing over and over again, being the same person, being the same person. Five years down the line, you're the same person. Listen, if, you, if, listen, if your church is worth anything, you should be changing for the better. Because, because you're being discipled and you're being guided in the word of God. Watch the text, watch the text. He says, and and watch this, and whosoever does not have even what he has shall be what? Taken away from him. So the little bit of knowledge I have, 
Because of the enemy of ignorance and unbelief, guess what happens? It's taken from me. And now I find myself sitting on the sidelines of life. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm worn out. Because even what I had was taken from me. So Jesus explains to them. Read that for me, someone. They just ain't getting it or they just won't do it. Listen, how can you have eyes to see and ears to what? And then what? And, and watch this. And, and, and what does what it say? And while hearing, they do not what? Hear. Nor do they what? Even though he broke it down and gave them the opportunity to understand the mysteries. So when people come to church and say, oh, I don't understand what the preacher is saying. You just don't want to understand what he's saying. Because you're seeing, you're hearing, you're not understanding because you refuse to allow it to change your life. It's not going into the heart, and it's not coming out in your living. Let me say this to you. Don't give up on people. But with the right teaching, we all can change. Listen, you know what? You know what changes people? The word. Not pastor. God uses the pastor as the vessel, but it's the word that changes people. The word. But Satan wants us to stay in ignorance. See? But let me say this, but when you really see your change, you can appreciate it. Because, because let me tell you something, you know, one of the hardest, thing to, hardest things to do for most people is to forgive. But when the word of God comes in your heart and you really let go and you realize, man, I didn't do that by myself because any other time, shoot, I wouldn't let that go. I'm going to let you call me that one more time, but you know, you, you know what I mean? You're like, hold on now. I, I can still be civil with you. And, and, it, watch this, and it's only because of the grace of God. But here's the thing. God's working on me. You, you, follow, you know what you got to hang around your neck? Under construction. But, but you know what I say to people? At some point, the building got to be completed. So, so you may, if you've been saying under construction for 15 years, something wrong. Something wrong with that picture. So at some point, I'll give you the first couple years. <laughs> but at some point, you got to move from under construction to complete. And, and then, watch this, and after that, 
I'll allow for some renovation. I wish I had somebody. They, they got to be under the right teaching for that. Because if you're not under the right teaching, you said it right. If you're not under the right teaching, then, then it's all hype. You know, uh, you know. And there's so much of that going on today in, in, the, in the body of Christ that, that it's very hard. You know, uh, Dr. Jackson has been teaching eschatology. And he's like, you know, it's so much stuff out here today. So much stuff. It's like, how do you know what's the truth? I'll tell you how you know the truth. That they're doing what we're doing right here. They're breaking the word down where you can say, man, okay, I can get that. I can understand that. Okay, all right, I see how that's supposed to work in my life. Okay, yeah, all right, I see what's happening right here. Now watch this. Watch the explanation now. Jesus gives the explanation. Look what he says. All right, so, so, so you know, he was dealing with the crowd, that the fact that they can see and hear, but they won't understand. I hope that you never fall into that, that place. Listen, it's a waste of time. If you're just sitting there, listen, you might as well stay home and watch TV. Seriously. What's the point? You, you know, because here's the thing. You got to want it just as much as God wants to give it to you. I wanted my change. I don't know about you. I wanted my change. I was tired of being the same person. But it was because of the word. I listened to my pastor, but here's the other thing I did. I followed him. And here's the other thing I did. I watched his life, and he was a good example to me. And That's how my life started to change. Your life changes, y'all, when you have a good example in front of you. You have a good leader that you can follow, and you can say, you know what? Man, okay, I see how he handled that. And I share with y'all the things that I struggle with. I don't have a problem with that. I'm very transparent. And you have to learn from those things. Been there, man. I've been through all kinds of stuff. But I've seen people change with my own eyes. We all had something going on, right? But I would think something is wrong tonight if you're still the same person you were when you first came. See, here's the thing. Your child, right? If you, you got a young baby, right? How old's your child? One. Now, if you keep, is she still on milk? Baby don't need no milk. She eat meat now. <laughs> What's she eating now? She's a soft food, huh? She eat everything, right? Okay. Now, watch this. If she was still drinking milk, you would, you, would, you would be suspect about that, right? You'd be like, what is wrong? Right? Now, if she turned five and she still want milk, okay, and, and she, doesn't want, she doesn't want, you know, now if she turned 15 and she still want milk, then you'd be like, what is wrong? So I'm just saying, there's something wrong with a 15-year-old drinking Similac. <laughs> something real wrong with that, right? And, and so you got to say, okay, how long are we going to keep 
repeating the same thing over and over again. We're not growing. And you know what I find is ironic? A lot of people, they know they're not growing, but they won't do anything about it. Why won't they do anything about it? What is it? Is it the fear? I believe it's the fear of growing. I believe it's the fear of, of the unknown. It is, but sometimes for people, they hesitate because they just don't know. Look what Jesus says. Now, I like, I like Matthew's um, <clears throat> explanation of the parable. He says, hear then the parable of the sower. I've taught this probably about four or five times in Bible study. And every time it comes out different. Watch this. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not what? The what? See, Luke just went straight to the point. Tell you, the devil just come take it, man. <laughs> okay? He calls them the evil one. He gives them a cute title. The evil one comes and what? Does what? Snatches the word from. Can you imagine this? How does he snatch the word from you, y'all? You start fighting. You, 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 you go home and you get frustrated. Huh? Go back to your old ways. Listen, when you're in church, you feel, sometimes, let me ask you this. When you hear a word, right, before you leave, don't you feel like you can do it? Like you could really do it, like you could really conquer it, that you can do it. But from the time you hit that door, it's like, man. See, let me tell let me tell you what, let me tell you what's going on. The word is being snatched from you. You gotta defy Satan tonight. You got, you got to pass this test. You got to stop letting Satan steal from you. Stop allowing him to grab it from you. Stop allowing him to rob you. He's already tried to kill you, but he didn't win. Come on, somebody. Because you're born again. And, and remember I told you in, in 905 that Jesus defeated Satan. He's a defeated foe. And if Satan is so defeated, then why do we allow him room? Let me say this to you. Go to go to go to go to uh, Ephesians six. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not what understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. Snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whom the seed was sown beside the road. Ephesians 6, 10, what does it say? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Watch this. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the what? Not only does Satan snatch the word from you, but he got schemes. The word schemes comes from, a, from the English word methods. 
Satan has methods. He knows exactly how to set you up. Look what he says. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 is the key. I want to help somebody with something tonight. Watch this. He snatches the word. He has what? Schemes. Here's the next S. He causes us to struggle with the wrong people. Watch this. Watch the text. For our what? It's not against what? Stop right there. Who has flesh and blood? People. So you know what Satan's scheme is all the time? No. To make me think my battle is with you. Husband and wife. Boss against employee. Children against uh, parents. He wants us to, to think this is his method. If I can cause you to think, if he can cause you to think that it's a person, then you've taken your eyes off of the, watch this, you've taken your eyes off of Christ. Watch this. The struggle is never with people. It's never the person. It's the spirit that's in the person. It's the devil working in that person, but it's never the person. So if you don't attack the person, but watch this, but attack this thing by prayer and get on your knees and put on the full armor of God and don't retaliate and don't return evil for evil, guess what's going to happen? You're going to defeat the schemes of the devil. Your battle is never with people. He says it's not against flesh and blood, but look who is it against. But it's against who? Against what? Listen. Satan is, watch this, Satan is allowed to run this universe. Okay? God has given free reign. So watch this. If Satan can cause divorce, he'll do it. He'll make you think it's your spouse. He'll make you think it's your child. Because the Bible says uh, in Malachi, I hate, I God hate divorce. So what do you think Satan is going to set out to do? If God hates something, oh, Satan loves that. That's exactly what he's going to try to do with his schemes. So watch this. Watch the text. Ephesians 6, 12. 6, 12. Look what it says. But it's against what? Rulers. Now, now watch this. All of these uh, powers that we're getting ready to look at, they're spiritual. Write that down somewhere. 
So our struggle is really a spiritual struggle, not a physical struggle. So therefore, I'm all, if I'm thinking it's you or you thinking it's me and we've got attitudes and all kinds, we're fighting the wrong fight. And what Satan does, he causes us to attack each other. And then he does what? He steps back. He's like, I got you. Oh, I got you. Oh, I got you now. See, but if you're living in ignorance and in unbelief, then you won't believe what I'm saying to you tonight. No, no, that ain't true. It's got to be him. No, the Bible says, the, first of all, the question I have for you tonight is this. Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe it's God's word? It's inerrant. There's no error. That it's the inspired word of God. I mean, believe it's the inspired word of God. Okay, it's God breathed. It's the very breath of God. And so if God is telling us, Paul says, you got to put on the full arm of God because your struggle is not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? The power, the rulers. Now, the rulers are a, watch this, a type of spiritual force, demonic force. There are ruling spirits. And what the devil wants to do is he wants to rule over your life. You got it? Screw tape letter. Right. Right? So that's a certain type of demonic activity. But then he says rulers, but then he says what? Powers. So there are certain demonic angels that have, they have power. Certain powers. Spiritual powers. Watch this. The next one is what? World forces. What do you think world forces is? It's another level of demonic activity. Watch this. Of what? Of this what? Darkness. Watch this. Against what? Spiritual what? We are fighting world forces, darkness, rulers, powers. What else? Watch this. Wickedness. In where? Heavenly places. You know where our fight is? It's in the spirit. And the reason we're defeated is because we've been fighting the wrong people. We've been fighting each other. We've been, we've, been, we've been bickering with one another. We've been, we've had all kinds of issues with our mama, our daddies, all kinds of stuff. We got all kinds of issues going on with people while they did this to me. But you know what? If you pray for them and forgive them and then put on the full armor of God, you'll be able to stand against the spiritual attacks that come your way. Satan is a defeated foe. Listen, if he can cause me to think it's you, he's done his job. Now, I'm saying this, okay, and I, I, I know I'm articulating this, but I want to tell you something. Sometimes this is hard to do because sometimes the way people act make you wonder. Amen. Amen belongs right there. That means you agree. <laughs> Ouch, amen, or thank you. You can say either three, either one. Thank you, Pastor. I see myself. 
Amen. Amen. We got to stop fighting each other. It's not the person. Never. You know what the full armor is all about? Protecting your mind, protecting your heart. Watch this. And girding yourself with truth so that you're able to stand firm. And when you see something happen, listen, if, sometimes we think it's our boss. It's not your boss. It's the spirit. So you as a believer should say, okay, I see that. Okay. All right. I'm not going to respond. And when they don't get a response out of you, and you pray for them like Daniel, listen, when you have the favor of God, Oh, man, you can respond in such a way. But when you put on the full armor of God, you can stand against the wile of the devil. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, therefore what? Now, you see, whenever you see uh, in Scripture it says, therefore, it means you got to do everything it said before. You ask the question, what is it therefore? The therefore takes you backwards. Context. The context is what? We're not fighting against what? Who's my struggle with? Is my struggle with you? Who's my struggle with? Right. It's, it's a what? It's a spiritual fight. So husband and wife, and, and, and let me say something to you husband and wives. When you start tripping with each other, y'all need to stop and say, you know what? Let's pray. Come on. Let's, I, I know you don't want to pray right now. I know. I know. I know. We heed it. Well, let's ask for forgiveness first. Lord, forgive us. And let's start praying. I promise you, Satan is going to get so steaming hot, he, he got to leave. Because what you've done now, you've put him out. See, he has tricked you so long into thinking, watch this, Satan will just have you start thinking evil things about the people you love. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. You just, all of a sudden, you just, your mind just, what, where did that, ask yourself this question. Where'd that come from? You don't want to be bothered. You you don't you know you don't, you know. But 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 here's the thing. But if you were to do it the opposite, oh man, you're gonna put them to flight. See, this is what I've been talking about all night. If you're a good soul. And you understand the word, you can do it. But if you're on the rocky ground, if you're between the thorns, or if you've been dropped by the side of the road, and guess what? You can't do that. It's, listen, your happiness is going to last for a week, two weeks, a day. For some of us, it lasts a month, a week. And then we write back. You ever been there? You try to do better, and then all of a sudden, a week later, you back. This because of the kind of soil you are. You got to get honest with you tonight. Tonight, Lord, I want to be good soil. How many want to be good soil tonight? That's how you beat unbelief. That's how you beat ignorance. You say, Lord, I want to be good soil tonight so that the word is falling in me, God, tonight. And you've, been, you've given me the opportunity to understand the mysteries of the word of God. And Lord, I'm, I've got ears, I've got eyes, and I have a mind to understand tonight. 
So tonight, I choose to put on the full armor of God. Because you said in your word, if I take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to do what? Resist. Stop rebuking the devil, putting all in your house and all okay. That ain't going to do nothing for you. People got to go out and buy all and all kinds of, listen, you keep rebuking them and you're the same. Ain't nothing changed about you. You're the same. Yeah, I rebuke you, and you're the same. You got to get all that all, put it all up on you. You could have gave that an offering. You could have gave that to the offering. You, you could have sold that on good ground. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying. You know, you know, Lord, help me. He says, when you put on the full armor of God, you don't fight the devil. You resist him. How do you resist him? You want to know how to resist him? Watch this. And having done everything, stand what? Stand firm. Stop saying you can't do this no more. Know what that is? That's a cop out. I can't do this no more. You know why you can't do it no more? Because you focus on flesh and blood. And you don't realize all the demonic activities that's happening behind the scenes, so you're missing it. So you think it's the person when it's really the devil. And all Satan is out to do is to destroy. And I said this on Sunday morning. If you join me Sunday, 9.05, I'm talking about the strategies of Satan. Listen to this. Satan wants you to believe that it's not him. And he wants you to believe that, oh, all that stuff, nah, that ain't nothing. One of his strategies is to get your mind. And if he can get your mind, he got you. But he said, if you stand firm, resist him, don't rebuke him. Stop rebuking him. Get behind me, Satan. I told you the story about the woman who, she took her, she took her rent money and she bought, she bought a dress. And her husband said, her husband said, Baby, did you pay the rent? No, baby, I bought me a dress. Said, what do you mean you bought you a dress with the rent money? She said, she said well, it looked good on me. She said, she said, why did you do it? She said, the devil made me do it, baby. He said, well, why didn't you tell the devil to get behind you? He said, I did, and he told me I looked good behind there too. <laughs> you know, Satan will set you up. <laughs> Got you thinking good about yourself and this and amen. So, you know, just just understand his strategies, y'all. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen.